the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In steadfast obedience to God's call upon his life, Pastor Rander continues to challenge us with stimulating questions that we must answer if we are to live a committed, God-filled life. We cannot reach our full potential short of giving God, rather than this world, our very best. The only way we can maximize our God-given capacity is to walk by faith at all times and in all things. God's Word tells us that we must look to the hills for help. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Thank you for joining us today. As you listen in, you'll want to take notes. So keep pen and paper handy. And Father... Help me now to preach this message in times like these. We need a savior. In times like these, we need a friend. In times like these, we need an anchor. And you are that anchor in the Lord Jesus Christ. Help me to preach in the power of your spirit. We pray against satanic distractions. We pray that those who are worshiping live stream would just be themselves still, not multitask, but focus, receive, and grow. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's children said, amen. Amen. Be so kind enough to turn with us to our theme uh, verse. For this month in this series of messages, Psalms 4610a, Psalms 4610a, it says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Uh, We're preaching on the a subject of the spiritual discipline of being still before the Lord. The spiritual discipline of being still before the Lord. Being still in this brand new year is so critical and so vital in living the victorious Christian life. What makes it so challenging is that we have so much coming at us from all directions. But the real question is, Are you going to be intentional about being still before the Lord this year? The psalmist says in Psalms 4610a, be still and know that I am God. I pose a question to you. Have you commenced with your time of being still before the Lord in this season of fasting and prayer? What about being quiet before the Lord? Relaxing before the Lord. What about releasing before the Lord? What about letting go in time of stillness before the Lord? What about surrendering everything to the Lord Jesus as you are still before him? 
I believe you will agree with me that if you have been sincerely trying to be still for the purpose of the implementation of this particular series of messages, you have found that it can be quite challenging because of so many distractions. Uh, when you make your mind up to be still and to get closer to God, Satan will cre create all kinds of um, distractions to intrude upon your stillness and your quietness before the Lord. Uh, Satan will make your mind so busy to hinder and impede the stillness. He'll make your, your, your children so busy. Your children's schedules intensify. Your parental responsibilities will increase when you are determined to be still. Your daily obligations and all the appointments that you have to keep all infringe upon being still before God. However, the Lord will help us if we keep being intentional about being still and stilling ourselves before him. Being still before the Lord is an excellent spiritual discipline to implement during this season of fasting and prayer because all of us can use more stillness in our lives. It is quite difficult to be still when everything is coming in on us and so much is required of us. And uh, it doesn't get any easier. And it's a challenge. Allow me to give you some negative consequences of not being still before the Lord. What are the negative consequences of not being still? And hopefully this in and of itself will motivate you to be still before him. The negative consequences of not being still before the Lord are, number one, when there is an inability to be still, we'll be more inclined to yield to sin. When there is an inability to be still, we will be more inclined to yield to sin. In other words, you will find yourself getting involved in all kinds of ungodly activity because you spend so little time before the Lord. You say, what kind of sins? It didn't have to be murder and rape and uh, you're robbing a bank. If you're not still before the Lord so you can search yourself, being prideful is ungodly. Being a busybody is ungodly. Talking too much, you, you love hearing yourself talk, can be a real issue. Uh, gossiping and slandering. See, sometimes we go to those categories of so-called big sins but these are just as much break the heart of God. They break the heart of God just as much as those others. Gossiping before the Lord, slandering, uh, being jealous, selfish, uh, being greedy, uh, having a bad attitude. You have an attitudinal problem. Uh, if you're not still before the Lord, uh, then you can't even deal with the issue of your own attitude and disposition, the bitterness, the anger. Uh, being involved in idolatry and sorcery, uh, being divisive, all of which can keep you from being still before the Lord. Uh, well, everybody's not going to commit adultery. Everybody's not going to be a drunkard. Uh, everybody's not going to go cussing everybody else out. But what about these I've just mentioned that could wreak havoc in, in, in your life? Psalms 51.10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. How is your spirit? Do you have a bad spirit, 
or do you have a godly spirit? Do you have a spirit that's Christ-like and honor God? Or do you have a spirit that's under suspect, a spirit that uh, is very, very difficult and, uh, and ungodly? Our desire should be, God, deliver me from a bad spirit. Sin will diminish in all of our lives as we seek God for spiritual cleansing. When we are still before God, then we seek him for spiritual cleansing. We confess our sins and we remain ever so sensitized to it. Sensitized to our sins. So with that being said, I reiterate When there is an inability to be still, we'll be more inclined to yield to sin. Secondly, possessing a judgmental spirit is a negative consequence of being still before the Lord. Possessing a judgmental spirit is another negative consequence of not being still before the Lord. Matthew 7, 3 and 4 says, Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice that big old log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye and look, a plank is in your own eye. When we still ourselves before the Lord, it shifts our focus from pointing out the deficiencies of others to revealing our own personal deficiencies, our own personal weaknesses, which need to be confronted for the sake of our own spiritual maturity. Beloved, a continual personal self-examination, a continual personal self-examination of our own lives will cause a judgmental spirit to dissipate. As a matter of fact, we have so much to deal with with our own lives. When we get through with us, man, we're pretty exhausted. Number three, another negative consequence of, of not being still is this. A negative consequence of not being still before the Lord is that you will become spiritually dry, uh, spiritually isolated and secluded, which brings on depression. When, when you're not still before the Lord, you become spiritually dry. And so many saints uh, who, who have been on fire for God has waned spiritually dry, isolated, secluded, which brings on spiritual depression. It is extremely important for saints to spend time in the presence of God so that God will give you both, uh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, creative ways to get your life going again. God wants to get you going again. I say it again. God desires to get you going again. For example, become more involved with children. Uh, why not sign up for the nursery ministry? You want more, you more, more pizzazz in your life? Start dealing with children. They'll wake you up. <laughs> Get involved in youth ministry. Uh, 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 go to edifying social events. Uh, what about a quality concert? What about taking a drive in the country and just looking at nature? Get out of the house, that stuffy house, And get out and do something with your life. Ask God to reveal to you how to put some fun in your life. Ask God to reveal to you how to put some fun. Some of you are lacking so much fun. I mean, God doesn't want your life to be miserable. You know, I like like folk to have life. You know, you laugh, what's so funny? No, no. 
No. <laughs> Sometimes you ought to just laugh. And thank God that you're here and God has left you here. And God didn't leave you here without a purpose. God left you here on purpose because he's not, he's not through with you yet. And there you not just sit in the house, moan and groan, and you sit, you soak, and you sour. And you sour everything around you. I got a scripture for you. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 4 says, a time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. Cha-cha-cha. To dance. Some of y'all need to get some cha-cha-cha in your cha-cha-cha. A time to dance. Now, 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 you know what? We, look at that, keywords. we, laugh, mourn, and dance. See all those in that verse? See that? Some of y'all would have, y'all been about to, to the end of the chapter by now. Some people are good at mourning and weeping. You, every time you look up, they cry. Oh, did you see what happened over there? Oh, it just... Oh, every time you just cry. Listen, there is a time to cry. The Bible says weep with those who weep. There is a time. Believe you me, there is a time to weep. And God has given us tear ducts for that very, very purpose. As a matter of fact, Jeremiah was a weeping prophet. There is a time to cry. Believe me. And there's a time of mourn, mourning when there's grief and death. So some people are good at mourning and weeping. But they lack in the laughing and the dancing before the Lord. It's really in the Bible. You have, I want to, I want, you hear me. You have permission to laugh. Now, now, I ain't talking about sinful stuff. I'm just talking about laughing at that which is healthy. Maybe laughing at yourself sometime or something. You should sometimes. So you ever get funny and you say, I couldn't believe I couldn't believe I did that. And it wasn't something serious, but you just it was just a light moment and you laugh at yourself. And it's a time to dance before the Lord. I told a group earlier this morning, uh, the coordinators, I said, the praise dance ministry is probably right now one of the most valuable ministries in the church. And a whole lot of y'all need to join it and get your dance on you, you, you come out lighter and you come out burning some calories. You step in the way and you're doing all those things. Some of y'all, y'all need to be at a praise. Some of y'all need, when the men are dancing, you need to be with the men dancing. The, the men of David, the, the women are dancing. When the children are dancing, the mind. So you, d- dance. Dance before the Lord. I mean, da- all dancing is not bad. You said, oh, God. You know what? I wouldn't believe for, be surprised. Heaven's going to be a surprising place. In the Bible, talking about dancing, and we see Jesus dancing up in heaven and enjoying his saints and enjoying, enjoying all of, that heaven, heaven has. I wouldn't be surprised in, in a moment, I would, at the least a little bit, if God got up and danced, just shocked us. I think one of the amazing surprises in heaven is that we're going to hear God laugh. Yeah. We, we, just think about it. He gave, why, would, why would he not laugh when he has given us the capacity to laugh? And I believe when he laughs, all the heavens going to shake and rattle and roll, and we're going to laugh with God. You know, don't be a stuffy saint and so pious and so stiff. 
Get in the praise dance ministry. Line up. Get in it. So, loosen up. So, so all this depression and all this stuff can be lifted from you. Be lift. One of the most wonderful scenes I see is when we have Grandparents Day and all those grandparents and granddaddies and grandmothers. You see folk in their 70s and 80s up there, and they're rolling and they're jumping. I didn't know they can move like that. That music, they forget that they're old. And they just move and they enjoy God and then start shouting on their own dancing and shouting before the Lord in their dancing. That is a wonderful thing. Get some fun in your life and not be so dry and drab and dismal. Oh, it's cold outside. Well, it's January. (laughs) Good night. It's January. (laughs) Okay, number four. When there is an inability to be still before the Lord, there will be a tendency for believers to grow weary and even quit serving in ministry. When there is an inability to be still before the Lord, there will be a tendency for believers to grow weary and even quit serving in ministry. That's what happens uh, when you're not still. Galatians 6, 9, chapter 6, Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 says, And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not lose heart. My friend, you will grow weary if you allow yourself to be consumed with the media, you will grow weary if you let politics overtake you. If you keep your eyes on the stock market, the rising prices, prices of gas, the food shortage, the, the beef prices rising, the supply shortage, the new virus mutations and all of this, and the future of your children and grandchildren, all of which can just wear you down. Don't you know that God is not restricted from blessing you abundantly? In troubling times, I got very few of it. Y'all don't even believe that. You can't even say amen. Do you? I say it again. Do you not know that God is not restricted the least little bit in blessing you during troubling times, in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of hardships and crises? God is God, and when He wants to bless you, He just blesses you in spite of. Do I have amen? Yeah. So continue to do that which is right before the Lord. Continue to remain faithful before the Lord. If God has blessed you during this pandemic, then why don't you stand on your feet if he has blessed you? If you experience a blessing from the Lord during this pandemic. Now, if you haven't been blessed, just stay seated. If you haven't blessed him, you just stay seated and we'll pray for a blessing on you. Now, now, you're standing because you know God has blessed you. And if, we, if I could just point out people, I'm not going to ask you to do that and say, how has he blessed you these last two years? Just say how he has blessed you. We'll start shouting in here when we start seeing the blessing. You'll be surprised how God has blessed folk during difficult times. So since we can't all testify to his goodness, maybe one of these days or evenings we can have a testimonial of God's blessing, of God's pandemic blessings. God's pandemic. But we can't say this in the unity of the spirit. I want you to say it loud as you can through that mass. I would say it loud as you can. Because of God's blessing you and you know you've been blessed and you've seen God bless. And some of you got more than one blessing. You've got a number of blessings. I want you to say praise the Lord as loud as you can. One, two, three. Praise the Lord. 
Oh, I believe you can take it up louder than the Packers game last night. One, two, three. Praise the Lord. Yeah, one, two, three. Praise the Lord. You may be seated in the presence of God. You ought to be praising God. He's just, God, God ain't scared of no virus. God is not wearing a mask. God doesn't need boosters. God keeps you in spite of these things. He blesses you in spite of these things. Look how good you look. You didn't get here on a bicycle. You got here in a car. Yeah, you, put, you got gas in the car. It's going up, but you got gas in it. And some of y'all still eating meat. The prices are sky high, but you're still eating your portion. You ought to do what? Tell me what you ought to do. You ought to do what? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for who he is, what he's done, and how he's blessed you in spite of a pandemic, and how he's made ways out of no way. You've seen him come through. You've seen miracles, signs, and wonders. You've got something to shout about. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You blessed me when I didn't deserve to be blessed. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like the Lord. Do I have a witness here? We go what? We go what? We go what? And all God's children said, I wish that was the ending, but I ain't through. What are the benefits of being still before the Lord? Then I'll be done. What are the benefits of being still? Before the Lord. Number one, you must first be saved by Christ before you can be still before Him. Some folk can't be still because they're not saved. They're all over the place. They can't help themselves. Ephesians 2 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Once you've been saved by God, the Holy Spirit is the one who helps you to be still before the Lord. You are saved by the Spirit, and it is the same Holy Spirit who helps you to be still before the Lord Jesus. When we consider that salvation is a gift from God that saved our very soul from eternal damnation, Shouldn't that be enough to motivate us to passionately serve our Lord with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength? The issue for many who come to God's house is not intimacy, it's salvation. They haven't really been saved, transformed, born from above, born by the Spirit of God, experiencing a new birth. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Once you've been saved and transformed, then he, as you grow in him, will give you that inner desire to still yourself before him. What's another benefit of being still before the Lord? Secondly, a a benefit of being still before the Lord 
is you will possess zeal and a deep abiding love for Christ. Zeal and a deep abiding love for Christ. A benefit of being still before the Lord is that you will possess a zeal and a deep abiding love for Christ. Deuteronomy 6, 5 says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Well, that's, that's zeal there. That's commitment. That's dedication. Your love for Christ will compel you to serve him through the best and worst of time. Your love for Christ will move you and compel you to serve God through your hurts. Your love for God, when you love him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, you'll serve him through your pain. You'll serve him through your physical pain, your emotional pain, your disappointments. You'll serve God through your setbacks, your sickness, your weariness. And in the midst of a degenerating society, you will serve God. In other words, as things become worse in our nation and world, we should be more determined to be a witness for Christ. Mark 16, 15 says, and then he told them, go into all the world and preach the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ to everyone. Passion, zeal, being on fire for God. It is amazing. I looked at a little of that game last night. I just see some of it. And uh, it's called the Packers in San Francisco. I didn't think San Francisco would beat Green Bay, but they did. And they outplayed them and, and all that. Weather. And I was just, I can't, I just, I, I'm just mesmerized at the passion that those folk have for that game called football. The little, little pigskin. And people pay big money to get in the stadium, to park to drink beer, even to buy water. It's all expensive. The patience of getting there with thousands and thousands of people. And then they said the temperature was two degrees. I said, what? And then the wind started, but they said the wind chill was below zero. And then on top of that, before the game over over with, it started snowing. And I'm saying, nobody left. They were jam-packed. Nobody worried about COVID. Nobody worried. Some of them took their shirts off, hollering and screaming and jumping. And I said, I can't, in those kind of frigid, in that frigid temperature. And I said, look at the passion that they have for football. And we have Jesus. We have the King of Kings. We have the Lord of Lords. He's he's the captain of our soul. Uh, He's our savior. He's everything to us. And we're going to be with him one day. And yet so little passion is on display. Scripture tells us that in order to live according to God's plan for our lives, we must be steadfast and immovable always abounding in the work of the Lord. Know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. It also tells us that we must forget our past and look toward those things that are ahead. In addition to the gift of a brand new year, God has given us the gifts of keeping the past where it belongs and looking to the present and the future, doing new things in him that shall spring forth. Isn't that good news? If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more teachings by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas.
If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.